You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. Now listen to me, brother man. I'll tell it just so you can't understand. We got a whole lot of more discovering. Don't act like you know how to know in the universe. You can't flow from the first to the next verse. You're a manifest of the effect of a cause. Without a man, but you're not a lost cause, brother man. Now hear me out, sister lady. Keep hoping for the sun when it's being rainy. You have a special kind of responsibility. The ability to channel out of entity. Tap into a sacred symmetry. Grown foster child into infancy. All my sisters out there with powerful souls. Keep your love strong. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to AV Underground, the show where we talk to you about what it's like getting started as a content creator. I'm Josh Needham. I am MJ Watson. Hello there. And welcome back. So this week we are jumping into how to start a website. Um, now, Watson, I think you had uh, something you wanted to bring up beforehand, if oh, I recall correctly. Well, yeah, it's I. You know, well, I have a couple things, obviously, with this discussion. But with uh, I was listening to last last week's podcast, as I do, as I always do, and I decided I'm going to do this new thing. Maybe we can make it a segment, even where I'm going to. I'm. You don't have to do this, Josh. You can as well. I'm sure you probably do. Where take notes of the things that you want to improve on in the podcast, and I usually do it as a terms of personality wise and how I want to sound, how I want to act on the podcast. So here are just three quick things I noticed from listening to last week. I really need to cut down on making little comments when you when you talk. <laughs> I because I always make weird little comments, and I don't know why. Like it's part of my like thing I do in conversation. But the thing is, it's like which is cool to have like a conversation vibe between us. But at the same time, it's probably an, a mess in audio. So like I need to not do that two i need to stop saying like so much last week was real bad there was like a string where i said like 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 this like that like this and like being like that like for like seven sentences in a row it was like i was like ooh, that was gross it just it delves downwards we had a point when i was in um it was either elementary or middle school i don't remember where the teacher pointed out and they're like okay so remove the word like from your sentences and try to speak and they're like, the only time you can use the word like is if you're comparing something. So if you were to say, apples are not like oranges, then that's fine. Yeah. But otherwise, don't use it because people use it in place of um. Uh-huh. Yes. And when you start consciously trying to stop that, it's difficult and you're going to stutter See, for a while. And that's exactly what happened is I've replaced it with um. I used to just do um, but instead I was like, okay, well, I need to stop saying um. So instead I just replaced it with like, but it's just the same thing. <laughs> so so that's something I need to work on. And three, this is just general because I, you all have to remember that I come from my own podcast from a sports podcast where I try and be a little PG, but I like to swear a little bit. I need to stop swearing on this podcast though. <laughs> I've been thinking the same thing for myself actually for both podcasts that I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, I think more so on this week in gaming, but that's just a me thing really. Like yeah. that, that podcast, there's no way I'm going to ask my other two co-hosts to like, Hey, can you not <laughs> language? Can you tone down your language? <laughs> like, yeah. It's not going to happen. Exactly. Like swearing. But I want to try and work myself out of it because of everything else that I'm yeah. doing. I don't want that to become a regular exactly. part of my daily vocabulary. And like, I worked with kids for years, so I have this weird knack where if I know I'm not supposed to be swearing, I won't. It just, it's just like something in my brain. I will not swear. But like, you know me, like just talking. Just, you got to get like a picture of a child and just hide, hang it in front of you when you're <laughs> podcasting. So you're like, oh, I can't, I can't yeah. say bad words. I just got to put this kid's here. Just got to put a picture of my niece in front of me. Be like, okay, yeah, okay, no, no, I'm sorry, McKenna. How dare I? But. I do try and remember that uh, my mother listens to this podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Mrs. Needham. <laughs> I am so sorry. Um, uh, but yeah, so that's something I need to work on. So yeah, you know what? Let's make it a new thing. Every week, I'm going to listen to the podcast. I'm going to write down three things I noticed from last week's episode. 
that I want to work on. And you, in the comments, you can bash me. You can say whatever you want because this is this is the whole point. But if I'm, you have things in the comments that you're like, here's some things you guys didn't notice. Please drop them in yeah, there. We're all about go for that. it. So, I've noticed some of the same things actually. Like uh, kind of on the other end of your making comments while I'm speaking. Yeah. Is that normally I can hear most everything coming at me, and then some part of my brain clicks over and is like, respond to that. And usually it's like quick, it's witty, something goes on, and it, it's you know you've been in gym's classes with me. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> I listen to it and I'm like, oh my god, I was so focused on whatever it was I was saying that I didn't even hear what he said, and I'm like, oh, I'm so rude. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm like, well, I need to work on that for next week. And it, it ends up being the same cycle where yeah. I, I'm in the middle of a thought and I'm like, I'm so concerned about getting that thought finished and proper that I just, I don't end yeah. up hearing yeah. things. I just think the fact that me and you were both aware of it is going to make it better now because I feel like that's something like me and you were just like keeping it to ourselves but me and you were both noticing it because to me, I'm like, wow, it's so rude that I keep interrupting Josh with comments. But See, I'm the other way around. Where I'm like, oh, it's so rude. I didn't even acknowledge his, his comment. Yeah, so we're on, we're on the same page there. But yeah, that was my, that was my thought I wanted to get into before we started this podcast. But so jumping from there, how to make a website. Now, I, again, like we said with the podcast episode, we are not the be-all, end-all when it comes to how-tos. We are not like WikiHow. We're just a couple of guys that can give you what experience we have. So this will be kind of like an overall general starting ground. If you are really looking into starting your own website, I would recommend going out, doing some searching, and seeing what works best for you. Uh, I've actually done a couple of different things as far as starting websites. Me as well. Not, I haven't personally used some of the services that are being advertised now, like Squarespace and Wix. I did go on and find some tutorials on how to set those up so I could have a rough understanding as how it compares to what I'm doing with WordPress. So starting off, let's start off actually on the subject of do I need a website? Because there's a lot of people I'm sure that are like, I don't really need one. And th there's the other side of the argument of everybody needs a website, even if it's just pictures of your dog. Yeah, like, exactly. And that's not necessarily true. If you are trying to start anything branded, anything that's kind of, whether it's a blog or a network, a branded thing, a network thing, something, you want to have somewhere that you can direct people back to. Now, I was doing this wrong for quite a while, where I started YeahDudeGamers.com in 2014. It was shortly after we started the YouTube channel, and at the time I was in a class for, an online course for web design, and... They were talking about how to set up a, how to like buy server space, how to register a domain name, how to put those two things together, and then through cPanel installing WordPress on your domain. And so I'm like, oh, there's all this stuff I got to do. So I was like, they, they're like, okay, you can, if you want to spend the money, you can, you know, buy your server space and you can buy your domain name and you can follow along with the lessons. So I did because I wanted to learn how to do stuff. And there are a lot of services. When you go to start a website, I'm going to tell you right now, as soon as you register a domain, you, you have to use an email. And when you do that, everyone and their mother starts emailing you with, do you need a professional website? Yep. Everyone wants to design it for you. And I've got real good at responding to those because I was trying to get into web development at the time. And they're like, hi, we're this company. We do web development. Would you like us to build you a top-tier website? And I responded with, I appreciate the offer, but A, I'm broke. B, I'm trying to build this myself. C, are you hiring? <laughs> and... <laughs> Eventually, they just stopped emailing me. Yeah. Um, but at the start, I wasn't sure what to do with the website. You know, I didn't know why I needed one mm -hmm. because we had a YouTube page and that was our big thing. And I'm like, why do we... 
if I have a YouTube, I'm just going to direct people to the YouTube. But as you expand from YouTube to Twitter to Facebook to Instagram, and then now we're not only on YouTube, but we're also on Twitch. We're also on Podbean. Like, there's a lot of different networks that the Yeah Dude brand has, you know, kind of stretched across. It has its hands in. And I'm assuming you're kind of the same way with uh, the Never Made Varsity brand. Well, I kind of, I started the similar way was just when I came up with the idea for Never Made Varsity, which was like, I think it was in the summer of 2015. It may have been actually 2014 as well. I'm not sure quite exactly. Is I kind of, I started on Blogspot actually, because my sister was the I remember one. Blogspot. Oh yeah. My sister was the one who talked me into doing this because she always, she always, you know, she was being an older sister being like, what are you going to do with your life? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like. I don't know. I kind of want to I kind of want to get into this. And when I came up with the idea for Never Made Varsity, I did just that. I registered the domain name, but I registered it through Google. <laughs> and okay. when I did that, they they instantly directed me to Blogspot and they were like like you can make a you can make a simple website on blogspot.com and that's where I started. The first ever Never Made Varsity uh, website is on blog. I think it's still out there actually. It's on Blogspot. And it was very simple. I just built something very small, and that was kind of where I started. And now it's gotten to the point where I, when we took a self-promotion class together, we ended up working on WordPress websites, and I've kind of done the same thing you do, is I kind of, all the websites, I have a website now which hasn't been launched officially because I'm still working on it entirely, but I do it through WordPress. I mean, if you ever need like a workshop day where you just come over and we'll work on your website. I'm actually planning on, I was going to have this discussion with you. (laughs) I'm no master by any means, but I have a rough understanding of how certain things that you're going to want And you have a lot of experience with WordPress, which is, yes. Yeah. Which is Um, where I'm going. I'm I'm still an intermediate when it comes to WordPress. Yeah. I'm by no means an expert. Yes. Despite the years that I've been working with it, I'm just now <laughs> finding out a lot of things. So reasons that you need a website. All right. So for my brand, Yeah Dude Gamers, we do video game uh, live streams, podcasting, videos, like articles, all that kind of stuff. So I need a place to post the articles. I need a place that's going to be the home of linking people to all my other services. Because when you're having a conversation with someone and you go, they're like, oh, well, where can I find you? And you go, oh, you can search Yeah Dude on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Podbean. And it's like you just give them this whole list. They're instantly going to just never mind. (laughs) Forget it. (laughs) Uh, But when it makes it a lot easier, too, I've made business cards for Yeah Dude and I keep them very minimalistic. So it has our logo and then the website URL, yadudegamers.com. Because as soon as you go to yadudegamers.com, you're greeted with an intro video that is just like some gameplay I put together, so it's really like eye-catchy. And as you scroll down, uh, our webpage is set up so that there's a bunch of the different things we do. So people, I wanted to make it in a manner that if I were to hand my business card to someone who has no idea what we do, not tell them anything about it, first off, they're going to get an idea from the URL, yadudegamers.com. Yeah. They're going to either assume that we're into like the lottery, scratch tickets, gambling, or they're going to assume we're into like video games, board games, whatever it is. Because uh, gaming kind of goes two ways with that. I found you sometimes you search gaming stuff and you get like, oh, play the lottery here. Or um, what the heck is that one game that people are always playing? Kino. Oh, they always have the God. signs out and they're like, come play Kino here. And I'm like, yeah, that's not my bag. But, yeah, yeah. But the point is that people go to your URL and they can get a general understanding of what you're about, the things that you do. And then they get to my website and they're like, hey, I like what they're about. I like what they're doing. Um, I have all of my links on that front page and on every other page to all of our social media. And it has the icons. You just click on the icon. You know, it's typical stuff you see yeah. nowadays on the web. But that's that's your reasoning why. If you're running a brand and you're across multiple platforms, then you probably could use a website. If you're someone who, like, the only thing that you do is Twitter, then, you know, you, you don't probably need don't need a website. Yeah. But 
you know, anyone that's getting into some sort of a brand, some sort of anything where it's going to take multiple social networks, you're going to be across multiple platforms, I would recommend building yourself a website. So, you know, you got to think to yourself, like, what purpose does it serve? I also think in that sense, too, like people because people when they first start out, they like they may not be the kind of people who are going to stretch out to every social media platform, everything, everything constrained. But the whole point of website is a brand too is to place as an organized. We're all here about organization. It can really help you organize your thoughts and organize where you do want to build out because I'm one, the reason I don't have my website open right now is because what Josh just said is I'm primarily going through Twitter right now and because it's, you know, it's, it's a very good space for sports. But when I intend to grow, that's why I want to wait for the website and so that I can actually organize myself and grow out into the proper areas that I need to grow. So my whole thing is just my number one reason with getting a website when you're going to be building a brand like Josh says is to organ organization. It's so, it's just so key. It, that it, and a lot of people are running blogs nowadays because it's a good way, especially if like people like you want to get into sports, you run I'm a sports podcast, you have sports on Twitter. And if you have a website set up, then you can start blogging as well. Exactly. So people who are like at work and just want to read about sports, like maybe they can't listen to your podcast, but they know who you are. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go read what, uh, what Watson's latest opinions are on yeah. what's going on it's in the, the NBA. Step, yeah. And they're just like, okay, here we are. And then you can scroll through. Plus that is a, kind of a half visual medium. So you can include video clips. You can include photos. You can write about stuff. And you, it works your writing style as well, which I think is is key. If you're going to be anything on the internet, you want to be like grammatically and um, you want your spelling to be right. Yeah. Structure, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yep. And there's no better way to like, get your writing up to par than to just keep keep writing exactly um so that's that's the reasons for starting a site now there's two ways to go about it when when you're starting Mm -hmm. a website when you want to put one together build it yourself or let someone else build it for you now when it comes to building it yourself um you have a couple of options i don't know like a lot of people probably still think if you're if you've been in the game for a while say you're over 25 30 years old and you were around in the early days of dial-up internet and things like that you may be under the mindset that oh i gotta i gotta learn html i have to learn css and javascript in order to get into web building i need to build my pages personally myself and until then i'm not starting a website and really things like wordpress are really good because they're a, a sort of a drag and drop system yes. to some extent. It's so where you, you add the things in you want, but it doesn't limit you there. You can go in and modify the actual HTML, the CSS, the JavaScript that's in your web page. And I've done that a couple of times just to make some tweaks for things that I wanted. But that's where learning and understanding those languages is beneficial. And so that way you can go in and make modifications. On the subject of WordPress, I want to get into what confuses the dickens out of most people I talk to, and that's that there are two types of WordPress. You have WordPress.net. Yes. Or no, sorry, WordPress.org. Excuse me. WordPress.org, which is what I host through, which is the actual WordPress platform that you would install on the back end of your server. And then there's WordPress.com. They are two totally different things. Like they're the same basic umbrella, but WordPress.com if you have an account on WordPress.com and an account on WordPress.org, they are not the same account. Yes. And the reason I say that that confuses a lot of people is because WordPress.org, what I run through, what I use to install WordPress on yadudegamers.com, I set people up on there, like my writers. I set them up on the back end with an account, and we use Gravatar, which is a system that it's its own separate service that functions kind of through WordPress that ties an email address to an image so that you can actually see what they're avatar should be and it's not just this facebook like little dude in a gray box (laughs) that's oh this person doesn't have a face they don't have a name whatever 
And in order to link that, it's like, oh, log in with your WordPress.com account. And people are like, oh, that's, I already have one of those for the back end of the site. I'll use that. And it's not the same thing. Yeah. So with WordPress.org, we'll, we'll hit that one first because that's a little bit more complex. Yeah. It's well, a three-step. Go on. Oh, no. I was just going to say, what you're saying is so true because it's exactly what happened to me the first time I went to WordPress with yep. Never Made Varsity is when I, when I tried registering, I registered the domain through Google. And when you do that with Google, which I'm going to probably change it at some point, but Google hasn't screwed me with this, is they actually are very good about letting you go to other sites with it and bringing your domain over. You have to go through a process, obviously, but... They're, Google's pretty good about it. So when I was doing that at WordPress, I did the same thing as I made an account on .com and I tried to make a website on there. And then it was like, and then I went to do the same thing. I, I logged into WordPress.org and I was trying to sign into my website and it wasn't signing in. And that's when I yeah, realized. Yeah, it, it starts to get stressful if you're if you're new to it and you're, you know, if you I build yourself a website it, yeah. on .com and then you try to log in on .org and it tells you you don't exist and you're like, what happened to exactly. my website? And it's just a matter of it's a different service. So... And so with .org, it's a kind of a three-step process. So what I did in order to do uh, set up gamers.com is first step, register a domain name. A domain name will cost you like maybe a dollar to $3 a year yeah. to maintain. It's just the rights that yadudegamers.com is owned by me. No one else can use it. No one else can register yadudegamers.com. That's my thing. And I did that through Network Solutions. So you can go on Network Solutions, search a domain name. If that domain name is available, you can register it, buy it up. Uh, if you're thinking about starting a website and you know what br your brand is, you know what your branding is, I would recommend going and buying the domain, even if you're not going to start a website for a little while. That way you've secured it. I've known some people actually that um, would go through and buy domain names they thought would be popular. Or if a new service starts up, they'd try and hop on and grab that domain before they can get to it. Because then you have people will say, say someone's going to start a big tech company out in Silicon Valley and you own the URL you know, siliconetechcompany.com. And that's their that's their business yeah. name. So then they search for it through Network Solutions and it pops up that you own it and you're not doing anything with it. They will contact you and be like, I'd like to buy the rights to this domain. Yeah. And then now you're selling domain names for a lot more than Network Solutions is charging you. To. There are people who do that as careers. It's, oh, yeah, <laughs> God, yes. There are people that just, okay, I know what URLs are about to be popular. I'm just going to, you know, register them to myself and people can buy the rights to them off of me. And there are people that make a career out of it, yes. but that's not what you're here for. So start off registering your domain, probably with Network Solutions would be my recommendation because I've used it. Yes, I would recommend it too as someone who's used something else. <laughs> Find somewhere to do your hosting through. Now, personally, I use Web Hosting for Students or WH4S.com. I think it's .com. Uh, I honestly haven't had to go through them very often, which is nice. Like I set it up and you get a student discount if you're with certain schools, that kind of thing. So it's it's costs about like 20 to 35 dollars a year which is really not bad for like maintaining oh, no, the not server you're not going to put something like facebook on it like you're not going to run yourself a social network on it but for my purposes it works great uh i have enough storage space for everything i need and they're able to host the website so then there's this whole process with getting the uh that they end up wa they'll walk you through like they'll send you the email with all of your information and whatnot, and they'll be like, okay, you just have to plug in these two values in the right spot here so that when people go to your website that you registered, it directs them to this server space. And then you got to go into your server space, you install WordPress on that, and now it's like it's a three-layered thing. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, well, I have the domain is here, and then underneath that I've got my server, and then underneath that, and it's all stuff that's kind of between the user and the actual experience. Yeah. Think of it. Think of it as a totem pole, kind of, because you're gonna get. You may get a little overwhelmed, but think about it. It's just this is this is this starts here, then it goes here, then it goes here. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and then so when you install WordPress on your server space, 
uh, your web hosting. That's what people are going to see is the WordPress front. And then setting up WordPress, the way that WordPress functions as far as its actual visual layout is very, very similar between WordPress.org setup and WordPress.com's setup. Uh, .com is kind of like a light stripped down version if you're using a free account. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's that's how you do wordpress.org and getting in there you can set up different pages there's a lot of really really good tutorials on wordpress setup whether you're using .com or .org i would just drop in like wordpress tutorial put that up on youtube and you're going to find some really great videos of what what you need to set up your website the way that you want they have a lot of really great uh pre-built custom themes there's a whole library of themes both free and premium now the premium ones you end up paying for but they generally, they function really well. They look really good. And the best part about using themes and whatnot, coming from someone who has had to hand code web pages for classes, yeah. the first thing that you have to think about nowadays is, is my website mobile ready? You know, it has to be, I think they call it dynamic now. Yeah. Uh, you have to dynamic have a dy mode, dynamic yeah. web page. Oh, yeah. So that if I go to the website on my phone, it doesn't look like absolute garbage because everything's tiny because it's trying to do for a desktop. Another mistake I made and on my website. <laughs> the way that you do that coding-wise is like you have to put in a whole bunch of values that basically says, if the screen is this resolution or higher, give it the desktop mode. If it's between this resolution and this resolution, give it tablet view. If it's this resolution to this resolution, give it mobile view. And so it's then it's checking your screen resolutions and all sorts of stuff. It's really complex to try and actually hand code, which is why I really appreciate people who make dynamic websites themes for WordPress. You just inst there's a lot of them that are free. You go in, you install it, and like Yadid Gamers, as far as I'm concerned, in my personal opinion, looks amazing on mobile and on the website. So it's a good experience, I think, for everyone. It's easy to navigate. Everything loads properly, and I like that. Yeah, it's so and it's so it's very similar with WordPress.com. So shifting over to WordPress.com, you can go there and set yourself up a website absolutely free. You don't have to pay for the um, registering your domain name. You don't have to pay for hosting. It's all hosted through WordPress.com. The, the difference being that where I go to Network Solutions, I register yadudegamers.com. And then, you know, now I have that domain name. With WordPress, if I, .com, if I were to set up... Um, I set up my own personal account through WordPress. So it's just like Joshua Needham yeah, yeah. was the name for the, the website. Which is what I should have So done. it doesn't just give you joshneedham.com. It gives you joshneedham.wordpress.com. So you have that .wordpress in there. So like everyone's going to know. Uh, I haven't bothered checking if I could take the domain name, like register a domain name through Network Solutions and use that with wordpress.com to replace the domain and I, redirect. I imagine it's possible because I, I can do it with Google domains. They let me do that, which so, it's, yeah, it's, it, is, it is a bit of a process, but it's it, something it, I haven't had to happen. worry about and I haven't really mm. thought about because wordpress.com is kind of a stripped down version of yeah. WordPress. It and, is something I'm going to have in to my worry opinion. About. <laughs> but if you're doing a basic like art gallery, a blog, uh, simple stuff, then wordpress.com is probably where I would say get your feet wet. This is where you should probably start off with your website because you're going to be able to get a good understanding. And at that point, if you get through WordPress.com and you're like, oh, this is exactly what I want out of a website builder, then, you know, migrating over to WordPress.org, if that's something you want to do later on, which enables more options, great, do it. Um, and then on the other end of things, you have paying someone to build it. Now, there are a lot of services out there like Squarespace, Wix, Wix. Um, I think like web.com was one that I used for a little there while. There's another one that I've been hearing on all the podcasts I've been listening to lately. I can't, and, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. 
I don't remember either. But a lot of these are like you pay a monthly subscription fee to them in order for them to essentially take care of all the heavy lifting. You know, it's a very drag and drop sort of setup. I was watching the tutorial for Wix the other day, and it's basically it's like building a Word document. You're like, I want to add a button, and you just drag it and place it wherever the heck on the web page you want to. It has, like, dotted lines that show you the separation between your header and your footer. You can drag a bunch of, like, different things in. There's a lot of customization available through Wix. I think a lot more than you really get with WordPress. Yeah, probably. Uh, if you don't understand, like, your HTML and your coding. And even with understanding your coding for HTML, CSS, and all that stuff, WordPress is still a little restrictive, like, I could code my entire own theme if I want to, if I want to get that in depth. And then in that case, like, great. But as far as someone just starting out, you're a little bit restricted within whatever your theme is. So I can change, like, what menu buttons do. I can add in custom buttons to my sidebars and widgets and things like, like that. But I, I can't do a whole lot um, without getting really into it. As far as like, I want uh, two buttons over here and then three over here and then this like that. Yeah. Whereas Wix is very, it's very user friendly from what I've seen of it. Uh, I'm assuming Squarespace is pretty similar. I haven't, I haven't seen this is where I'm kind of a little bit it because I've, I've heard of these, but I've not, I've yet to use them myself because I've always, I've always come from a build it yourself background. Yeah. So it's, it's all, I've never really used these. So uh, I also like to go ahead and say, I should have prefaced with this, but we are, this episode is not as sponsored by anyone. Yes. We, we actually don't have sponsors for our podcast yet. So if you uh, want, us we're to not being paid to say anything nice about Wix or Squarespace or WordPress or any of these things. Um, this but is just pure from experience. The assumptions that I'm making right now about Squarespace and Wix is based on my experience with, I think it was like webs.com or website. It was some web service that I got into back in like 2013 <laughs> that their whole thing was like, we'll build you the website. You talk with us like a consultant over the phone, okay? And they ask like what you're looking for. Do you need to process credit card payments? What do you What do you need out of your website? How do you want it set up? They could put the stock images in there for you. This is very much the I'm not going to touch it approach, which is why I, I can only assume from there with the business model for Wix and Squarespace being a subscription based thing. But this service was $150 a month. More than that, if I wanted to be able to accept like debit and credit card payments, if I had an online shop, Ugh. I'm gonna tell you right now that after the first month, I was like, no, I called them up and like, I can't, I can't afford this. I'm sorry. So, I I ended up closing out of that, and I'm like, I'd rather do it myself. Yeah. And it's always the struggle between, you know, if you're gonna do it yourself, you really need to make sure that you are as secure as you can be, because as I learned the hard way, assume that everyone wants to take down your site is the thing. Uh, secure it like it's Fort frickin' Knox and make sure that your security measures are in place because people will try and sell you the feeling of security when you can honestly do a pretty good job of it yourself. It's just knowing what to do. And there's a lot of really good stuff, really good resources out there for securing your website, whether it's through WordPress or I'm assuming when you get into Wix and Squarespace, they do a lot of that securing for you since they run the web hosting. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of a trade-off. If you're going to pay very little to host your website, wordpress.com or .org, depending on what you're using, or you're going to probably pay a little bit more with services like Squarespace, Wix, that you're paying a little bit more because you have someone there that's going to keep things secured. Exactly. Now, I'm going to delve back really quick into a, uh, a story of a few months ago. <laughs> YeahDudeGamers.com was actually attacked. We got broken into... Uh, one of our user accounts that had administrative rights was compromised. Attacker got in, 
changed some of the code so that our website was redirecting to a malicious website that would install tracking cookies and all sorts of stuff. Thankfully, our website wasn't well populated at the time. Like a lot of people weren't going to it on the daily. So we didn't have to worry so much about, oh my God, how long has this been going on? But a lot of what allowed it to happen were bad practices that we had. Uh, for example, most WordPress websites, you go to your website backslash WP login or WP admin, and that brings you to the WordPress login or admin page. That's a huge problem that people don't think really think about when you're starting out because that's just a generic thing. But because it's so generic, it's like leaving your default router password on your Wi-Fi <laughs> yeah. where that people like attackers have a list of common passwords and all that other kind of stuff. And it's very similar that attackers, as soon as they find out your website's hosted through WordPress, they know the exploits for WordPress. They know the login page for WordPress. And there are ways that through different services you can, I think iTheme security is the one, one of the ones that, uh, I've installed. Now, I went o way overboard with my security, <laughs> but iThemes and a few others have the ability on your website to change that login extension so that it's not WP login, WP admin. So you can change it to something else, makes it a lot harder to find for people to even attempt to log into your, your site in the first place. So that will help keep things secure. I highly recommend, especially if you're going to use WordPress.com, you're starting out free secure the crap out of it. And by that, you don't necessarily have to ex install the extensions because it works a little differently on WordPress.com. But WordPress.com offers you two-factor authentication. And I cannot, cannot recommend two-factor authentication more than... It's wildly more. I've added it to everything that I have. I should start adding it. Because it involves <laughs> something you know, your password and username, and something you have, which is your phone, usually. They, a lot of them do it through text messaging now. So that even, you know, I've lost my phone, whoops, you can, you know, get a hold of your provider, That they shut that phone off, they give you yeah. a new one, whatever the process is, so that people can't use that phone to recover your account information. And I think two-factor authentication is probably one of the best things that you can do, because even if they're able to brute force your username or email and your password, now they have another thing that they have to do. And a lot of these two-factor authentications change every 30 seconds. Yes. It's like a string of six to eight characters that changes every 30 seconds. And that's uh, they need that in order to log in. Yeah. So it, it stops a lot of people at that point. It's, just, it's really just a matter of it, – it, I don't want to sound like depressing about this, but it's, it's very hard to 100% 100% prevent against an attack. So the only thing you can really do in a situation like this is secure, like you said, secure as much as you can and have as many walls, barriers in place in order to slow people down. Secure and things, hard. keep them updated. Keep them updated, yes. That's one of the big things when you see advertisements for Wix and for Squarespace. They're like, there's never anything to install, nothing to update, blah, blah, blah. Because that's one of the big things with WordPress is if you're not keeping your plugins and your WordPress version up to date, then attackers can make use of exploits that were in older versions, whatever version you're running. So, you know, it trying to keep everything up to date just keeps them keeps them moving. Yeah. So those are those are your options is when it comes to building a website. Select your service. Do I want to build it myself or pay someone to build it for me? Make sure everything is secure. And of course, that whole pile starts with, you know, why do I why do I need a website? What is my purpose? And if you're trying to find that still, I highly recommend starting off with WordPress.com. Yes. Get in there, make an account, enable two-factor authentication. And you can actually, with one WordPress.com account, you can manage multiple websites. I have two or three that I'm managing through that one oh, account. I didn't know that. Other than yeah, dudegamers.com because that's a separate thing. 
Yeah, Dude Gamers is like my .org. And then I have a few just like little websites that I've started for other people that are managed through my personal, uh, my WordPress.com account. And I, yeah, just enable your two-factor authentication, people. Please, please, please. please. Take, it, take it from a man who was a broken man a few, a few weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> absolutely was. I was a complete and total wreck after all that happened. Yeah. But uh, things have been going well since then. So, it's, it's one of those things. And just that's keep... why now we're here to tell you about it. Yeah. So that's... That's our primer as far as how to get into how to start your own website is figuring out what you need it for, what service are you going to use, and then just go for it. Go for it. And if there's one thing that we've learned both with content creation and my own experiences with our website, don't feel like it needs to be a polished gem right off the bat. You start off with just this is what I think will work. And a few months down the road, you might be like, oh, I, there's something else completely different I want to do with my website. We've changed our website around so many times to finally get it to a point where I'm really happy with it that people going to our homepage can just scroll through and they know what we do. Exactly. They know what we're about. If I were to find a stranger on the street and be like, go to yadudgamers.com and tell me what they do, they'd be able to do that. You know, I've been able to finally include a contact page so that people can go on and contact us so speaking of which if you want to send us an email of things that you want to talk about on av underground subjects you'd like us to cover you can actually go to yadudegamers.com go to our contact page and you'll enter your name your email and in the drop down menu just select av underground and then write us your message and send that off and it'll make it into our inbox we can read it and we can cover some things uh so that's all i've got as far as uh Starting up yeah. your own website. I think I think it's just like the last how-to episode we did, except that one was way more. We, we could get into a little bit more with that one with podcasts, but the thing is, it's a matter of, it's a prime. These episodes are primers. We can, we'll probably get yeah. back, we'll probably get the, more into the this. The thing with how to start a website is that it's, without getting specific and doing an in-depth tutorial on a, one specific service, Yeah, it's a very broad topic. Exactly. And really, that's all I can cover for you is, you know, find your reasoning, find your service, and secure the crap out of it. But those are my pro tips. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And, you know, good luck getting out there, starting your websites. If you start one and you want us to check it out, drop it down in the comments. Send us an email saying, hey, I started my own website. And, you know, we'll uh, potentially hop over if there and check it out. If you have another piece and... of advice, we can send it over and we'll say it on next week's episode. Just right before we get into whatever topic we get into next week. Yeah, you can totally do <laughs> that. And we'll... Uh, We'll we'll have to start doing that of like start our episodes with things we missed in the last fan episode. Fan feedback. There's a podcast I, call you guys I started. Fans. There's no. a podcast I started listening to that one of the things that they do because they do their show live and they talk about games. Uh, it's kind of funny games daily. They have a part of their website where they're like, if we screw something up on this show, go to our, our website, go to the segment called "You're Wrong," and then you can tell them directly what it was they screwed up and they can correct it before it goes up on YouTube kind Which of is thing. Awesome. Or before they put it into the final podcast. So I thought that was pretty neat. And I'm like, that's a very open way to be like, not have your fan base angry at you or yeah. your listeners angry at you for like screwing up massive details. And, you know, sometimes when uh, when someone's like, oh, what's that game with that guy who dresses in green and he goes around with a sword saying, yeah, was that, uh, was that Samus? <laughs> and you're just sitting there enraged. It's like, don't talk you're just like, no, you're wrong. That was Link. Uh, but anyway so thank you guys so much for listening if you want to find out more about us you can head over to yaddudegamers.com check out the website let us know what you think if you want to leave your your opinions on our website um i've I've worked pretty pretty hard to put that whole thing together 
Uh, we are also starting up, if you're following us on Facebook, I started up an event for Extra Life, the charity that we're running in November. We've been doing it since 2015, raising money for Boston Children's Hospital, and it's been a really good time. Our record high so far of uh, donations we've pulled for Boston Children's was like 720 in a, like over a two-day period. Uh, we can accept donations throughout the year, and we're trying to beat the daylights out of that record. I want to try and break 1,000 this year, so I'm starting to advertise it early. Uh, if you do head to yadudegamers.com, you can find a link in the show notes, by the way, if you're wondering how it's spelled. Um, and if you scroll down, though, we have a charity page that both Sarah and myself uh, have buttons on. So you can pick one of us, make a donation, and it just it ranks towards our, our fun little competitive, friendly competitions. But all the money still just goes directly to Boston Children's Hospital. So... It's just a fun thing that we like to do to be competitive about it and see who can raise more money. But collectively, we're trying to break a 1,000. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you again next week, potentially with an interview. I want to see if we can get someone back on the show. But I'm not going to make any guarantees or promises because I know everyone's schedule is kind of all over the place. But we will be back again next week with another episode. Until then, stay happy, keep creating. See ya. AV Underground is a production of YDG Studios and is brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters, Eileen Hubbard and For Love of Nerd. To find out more about our guests this week, check the links in the description. Our intro music is Nine to Thrive by Culla. Find out more about Culla by visiting Culla.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Do you have questions about getting started as a content creator that you'd like us to address in a future episode? Send us an email at yadudegamers at gmail.com with the subject line Ask AV Underground, and we just might include your question in an upcoming episode. AV Underground is hosted by MJ Watson and Josh Needham and is produced by Josh Needham.